0: First, to All right, what's going on, beautiful people? Who that was a fun one, huh? Pirates win it seven to five over the Cardinals. Big time comeback. You know what? I'm just gonna take a minute here. Let's admire some comments in this chat. Wireless grapes first comeback from down five after seven since July of 2021. Who baby? Does it get any better? And coming back like that against the Cardinals. What a win. You know what? It it takes the sting away from May. Just a hair. Just a hair. I'm Tyler coming at you solo tonight. Everybody else seems to be on an airplane or already in Pittsburgh. I'm the only one that seems to still be at his house. Um, just to get out a little housekeeping things. We are doing the tailgate tomorrow the live podcast tomorrow at noon. Lot two uh, will be out there in Pittsburgh. Nobody cares about that right now. Just had to get that out of the way before anybody yells at me. The Pirates win this one seven to five. What a game. What a game. I don't even know where to start with this one. I sat here for the first seven innings thinking to myself, what am I going to to really talk about tonight, I had this whole little monologue in my head about let's let's really hammer home Rwanzie his start. Seventh inning, throw it all out the window. We don't need to talk about his start right now. Let's talk about the bats. The bats come to life in the seventh inning. The Pirates get on the board there. A Brian Hay single. And I'm not going to say it right now because every time I say it, he turns back into a pumpkin. I feel like I've said this about 23 times this year that Cabrian Hayes is close. I'm not going to tell you he's close right now. I'm just going to continue to say he has things to work on. But I will mention at the plate today, looked very good. We saw him drive the ball back up the middle. We saw him pull the baseball. And what do you know? The old Earl Weaver pitching defense with a three-run homer. A little bit of pitching today, a little bit of defense, but the three-run homer comes through. Cabrian Hayes puts the Buckos ahead with a three-run bomb. Three-hit day for him. Man, I don't even know where to go with this. Where do you guys want to go with it? Where, where should we really start here? Whew. Wow game. Wow game. Um, I guess we can just start with the bats in general here. Early on, a lot of the same that we've seen, I think, for probably the last month or so. Some decent contact. I think we could see they did square up Flaherty a little bit. Um, runners in squaring position. Kind of came back to haunt them. Not, Not enough opportunities to really come through in any situation here. Um, But something just clicked there. Something clicked there in the seventh inning. Uh, Some big time at bats. Carlos Santana, a guy that I think we've kind of been a little bit harsh on, but rightfully so, I think. You expect a guy like him to put the ball over the wall we talked a lot in the off season about what the ban of the shift will do for Carlos Santana. I think we saw a little bit of that in April. We talked a lot in April about what Carlos Santana brings to the lineup. What we saw today is what I think we expect from Carlos Santana. We saw the little bit of pop in the bat. We saw the better at bats. Now, granted a lot against righties. But that's the guy, that's the veteran presence that we've been begging for. A guy that can lengthen this lineup. A guy that's going to give you professional at-bats from a position that we haven't seen professional at-bats from as Pirates fans for God knows how long. He's a guy that this club really needs to at least be, I'd say, 10, 15% above average? That's not asking much. Of a major league first baseman, you should be putting up a 110, 115 WRC+. That's really not asking much. That's middle of the pack. I think that's what everybody expected out of him. It's what he's really done throughout his career. He's a guy that's going to get on base. He's a high walk rate guy. He's going to see a lot of pitches. Granted, I think you could argue that throughout this year, maybe a lot in May, he's taken some cold strikes that you'd argue were balls. But tonight, we saw what you need to see out of Carlos Santana. And in the chat here, I I saw someone mention up here that he finally had a little bit of time off. I mean, I think that could be part of it as well. The pirates didn't expect him to have to play as much as he has this year. He's had to play a lot due to the Choi injury, but things like tonight is why there was slight hope for this pirates lineup in general, guys like Carlos Santana that can really lengthen a lineup. It's a lot different than it was before. The the month-long slump was just, it just beat the hell out of all of us. So, I don't want to make it as a Carlos Santana show. He's just the first one that came to my mind tonight after watching him put up. I believe he had three hits tonight. Goes the opposite way. Hits a ground rule double. Knocks in two runs before the big Brian Hayes bomb. Just first guy that comes to my mind. Really good to see a step forward from that guy. I mean, I I said I don't really want to talk about how Cabrian Hayes is close. I feel like I've brought that up about 17,000 times this year. It feels like every time we get close with him, he just takes a step in the opposite direction. I think we saw him pull. We, we certainly saw him pull one baseball about 420 feet. 102 miles an hour off the bat, roughly. I didn't really look. We saw him line a ball back up the middle. I believe he pulled his other base hit as well, if I'm remembering correctly. That's, That's the guy. That's the guy. The guy that's able to lift a baseball, hit the ball up the middle, get out in front, have a good attack angle, but he's still disciplined enough to be able to go the other way with the baseball. That's the reason that Cabrian Hayes Was a top prospect. That's the reason that in 2020. We were so excited to see this guy. The play discipline. The power that we see. That all he does is hit the ball on the ground. But in 2020. We saw him hit the ball in the air. We saw him pull a baseball. We know what he can do with the glove. This is why everybody gets so excited. Over Cabrian Hayes. This is why when. That contract was announced that we all thought that has a chance to be a major steal. If he can just get there somehow with the bat. This deal can be the biggest steal of the century. That's the guy that we have been hoping for. And we're starting. No, I can't say it, but I kind of have to say it. He's close again. He's getting close. We're waiting. We're waiting, and he pulls us in little by little. And then things like this happen, and you go, know, you know what? There, there's something there with the bat here. So, a couple really good at bats from Cabrian Hayes today. Possibly the reason the Pirates win the game. A three-run bomb to give the Pirates the lead. Just, that's the guy we've been waiting for, man. And it's exciting, the potential that you see with Cabrian Hayes. It really is. A couple things in here, the chat. People are pointing out that I'd probably gloss over that really do deserve It's uh, due today. Mentioning a double steal in the 7th. Awesome to see. When we talk about what the Pirates were doing in April, and I'm sorry that we keep going back to April compared to Bay because they were so polar opposite. And we go back and forth and we talk about each of them. Because when you are from one extreme to the next like the Pirates were in those two months, those are really the only things we have to talk about. And there's no middle ground here. That's what this team was doing. That is a great position to go go for that double steal. A reliever's in. Relievers, just typically here, not terrific at holding base runners. Just in general, not great. Third baseman back. That is the spot. In April, where we saw the Pirates taking those extra bases, they were extremely smart about things like that. In May, if that third baseman's up, they were still trying to take that base. They were forcing things to happen. Tonight, a lot better of an opportunity to do it. They go ahead, get the double steal. I don't really think it mattered because Brian A's homered. Um. Well, I guess they stayed out of double play there. Uh, a lot happened in that seventh inning, just boom, 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 boom. Um, and it happened very quickly. But as soon as that happened, just good opportunity to take an extra or to take that base there, stay out of two. That's what this team did very well early, that we kind of missed out on there in May. They were still trying to do things like that, but they weren't doing them in the opportunities that were giving them the best chance to succeed. I don't think tonight a bit of a step in the right direction. I think even base running right wise altogether, there wasn't anything I'd really say that we could complain about. Um, Not that they really went out of their way to do anything super aggressive, but aside from the Marcano attempted bunt with two strikes which i actually don't dislike. Uh Bob Walk doesn't like dislike it either. All things considered they hung around, they hung around and all i was thinking about while sitting there watching this game was i'm going to have to jump on this post game show. And i'm going to have to talk once again about how this team just refuses to hit a baseball over the wall. And then all of a sudden, just all hell breaks loose. And your Pirates hit back-to-back homers with two guys who have, well, now it combined four homers on the year. And I believe they had two coming into today. Josh Palacios uh, hits his first Major League home run, I believe. And that was a piss rocket. Um. Gives the pirates a little bit of insurance there. Uh, Palacios, not going to speak negatively of him. I think he's holding his own up here. Do I think he's a Major League Baseball player? Maybe not so much, but for the most part, at this point, he's not embarrassing himself. So big, big home run tonight. He put a charge into that bad boy. Um, the Bats just came alive, man. Just really good to see. It was maybe a little bit fearful that it was going to be a continuance of May. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we got a light at the end of the tunnel here, guys. Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe the bats are waking up a hair. We can only hope, right? Glad to beat the last place frauds, as the chat says. Love it. And also, Mark in the chat here mentions Pirates, they get a pickoff. We'll get to that. Um, Just, you know what, just very happy that the Bats came to life today. I really didn't want to have to jump on here by myself and have to talk about another abysmal performance at the plate. Chat mentions here. Scrappy players that play with a lot of energy and passion. Not every team has that. This is a fun team. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the day. Uh like wireless grapes in the chat here says it's fun when they win. Um, that when they're being scrappy getting thrown out on the bases, it's not so fun. And when they're four and seventeen at one point in May or whatever the heck they were, it's not fun either. But I will give them some credit. They they do seem to fight a little bit, and I I think they always have. They're major league baseball players. They they better have some fight in them. But tonight, just tonight's a good building block. I think. I don't want to put too much on one win here. We've we've seen the highs and lows already, and it's June second. Don't want to put too much on one win. But this is the kind of win. After the month that May was, this is the type of win that this team needed. I'm not saying that it's going to be all rainbows and sunshine the rest of the way. Very, very, very good chance that it's not. I'd put money that it's not. But it's a good way to put a stop or at least stop the bleeding of hair of what we've seen. Because we saw a lot of bad baseball. Tonight was a bit of a band-aid on that. In the chat here, we're mentioning the Rosati curse is on a streak of good. Will it last when the man himself arrives in Pittsburgh? Before I get to the start from Rowanzi Contreras tonight, I would just like to let everybody that is watching tonight know that Jim almost missed his flight to Pittsburgh. Right before I was about to come on this show tonight, and I will pull it up right now, we get a text from Jim that his Southwest flight was delayed. In the ninth inning, get another text. Let me find it here. Jim says he was running through the the Baltimore airport With his name being broadcast on the intercom saying his flight was about to leave, so Jim got a call out on the intercom at the airport because his flight was going to leave him. Apparently, he had a layover in Baltimore to get to Pittsburgh. He had to sprint through the airport just to catch his flight to get to Pittsburgh, just to see you beautiful people tomorrow. He also mentions that his heart rate got up to 174. So if you are coming to visit us tomorrow, make sure you ask Jim how he's feeling after his nice little sprint through the Baltimore airport. So let's just go ahead and move on here to what I thought I would be spending the majority of my time talking about tonight, but the Pirates made good of the night. I don't feel like I have to sit here and uh, beat some dead horses about Rowanzi Contreras. Contreras gets started on the mound tonight. Early on, we we saw the Velo that has been dipping lately. We saw the slider just look absolutely phenomenal. And then We saw a little bit of the Rowanzi Contreras that I think we've seen a little bit too much of. And to preface, I think... I think a lot of people have in their mind that Mitch Keller was able to get... Or Mitch Mitch Keller was able to turn into a very effective Major League pitcher. Because he added the sinker I think it I'm. it's a simple way to think of it but a lot of people think of it that way and we've seen Johan Oviedo added to his repertoire we've seen the Pirates have success with it just in general over the last decade or so I think it's a very simplistic way to look at Contreras in general here I think the fastball is fine I think what we saw tonight with the velocity peaking up there around 96, 97, you can work with that. There's things to work with there. To me, with Contreras, it it comes all the way back down to, he just, he struggles so much with command. And I don't know that he's able to tunnel that fastball and slider as well as he probably should be. And I know a lot of people in the chat have mentioned already that he probably does need a third pitch. Truthfully, I think he does have a third pitch. I think the curveball is a pretty decent pitch. Uh, We saw today, I think his first probably got 30, when I looked at it, he was like 20, 20 fastball slider. So it seemed like Hedges and Contreras and Marine today came into it thinking, we're going to throw everything hard. And it seemed like they were very focused just from 20,000 feet above. It seemed like the Pirates were very focused on having Contreras throw with some intent today, working that velocity. Um, Something in the game plan must have came back and said, we're gonna be heavy fastball slider today. Well, it, it it didn't quite work. Lately, we've seen him mix the curveball in a little bit more, and I I truthfully really really think that's something he needs to do more. The the changeup from Contreras at this point, it's it's workable. It's not really a it's not something he can really lean on at this point, in my opinion. But I do think that he needs something that's not so hard. And I think that curveball really can be that pitch for him. He's got to have something that's not, you know, the fastball when it's 93 to 96 and then the slider, you're 84 to 86. You got a little bit of difference there, but I mean, the way he throws it, the, the fastball is always up and he's always down and in on lefties with the slider and down and away against righties with the slider. The fastball never really goes in the, he doesn't tunnel it that well. I really do think he's got to mix that curveball a little bit more for now. Um, and, potentially in the future the sinker probably is an option for him but with where the changeup is right now i don't know that it really is a great fit to just add in at this moment i could be completely wrong it's very possible i've been wrong many times in my life before i'm good chance i'm wrong here again but at this point i don't know if that's really the answer but he, at some point he's going to either need to be able to command that fastball in he's going to need to be able to throw that curveball a little bit more with some more conviction because he's got to have something that's a a little bit slower. We got to be able to change speeds a little bit and we got to be able to command that fastball. If he's unable to do that, at this point I think where Rawenzi is is he's basically looking at a this is going to sound very harsh. And I do believe in Rawenzi. I I think there's enough there that you can work with especially with the velocity that we've seen lately. I think there's enough you can work with, but it sounds a little harsh, but right now it's kind of just like the career of Vince Velasquez. It's a guy with a lot of stuff and everybody's going to give him every opportunity because the stuff's going to play, but the command's not all the way there. He has a, just like Velasquez, the slider is really good. We saw it today. The command's not there. He misses too often. He misses middle middle too often. So they're going to continue to just show these flashes, but you're just waiting on that next step. And until he's able to either throw that curveball, more conviction, command the fastball, there's a lot of things that he can do to fix this, but he's something's got to give here. You, you got to command it, the fastball. You got to be able to throw a curveball. You, Truthfully, you just really do need a third pitch, whether that's a changeup or a curveball. And right now, I think the curveball is the answer for him to get through this year. Um, That's just, that's kind of where I'm at with Ronzi right now. I think it's encouraging to see the velocity with an uptick lately. And truthfully, tonight through the first two innings, I was, Full. I was about to tweet out there that this might be the best we've seen Rowanzi this year, and then poo poo hit the fan. So yeah, there's there's still flashes that I see with Contreras. You're just waiting. You're you're waiting for him to take that step, and you see that a lot with young pitchers. We're Pirates, you know, We've seen it a lot. Unfortunately. We usually see them take that step once they leave the organization. So hopefully they, they figure something out here with them. Um, but saw some flashes today. I I just need to see him start to put a little bit together here throughout the rest of the season. And I got to see it in the rotation. I don't want to see it in the bullpen. Um, Aside from that, the bullpen-wise, they held it together tonight. Uh, Cody Bolton, I think he went in an inning in two thirds, if I remember correctly. I'm going off the top of the dome right now, I haven't looked at the stats yet tonight. Uh, so it was an inning two thirds, yep. And then Johan Ramirez comes in, throws a third of an inning. Holderman and Bednar shut it down. Um, just a to touch real quick on Cody Bolton. Not real sure he's a major league pitcher. I just don't see it with him, but good as to him holding it down. He like wireless grapes in the chat says he put on the big boy pants. Just off stuff wise. Not sure he's really a major league bullpen guy. He's kind of just another guy, but he held it together enough that the Pirates were able to pull out the victory. Johan Ramirez to me, still an interesting guy. Um, Colin Horderman looks good, dude. He looks good. The stuff is really good right now. We've come a long way from early April where he looked very shaky. Command looked not great. Right now, he looks fan-freaking-tastic. So, kudos to him. Just, he really is locking down that eighth inning at this point. And then Bednar just comes in and shuts the door. Not really much to say on him. Ho-hum. Does his job as usual. Uh, G1 Bay makes a couple of nice plays there. And center late in the game. Just all around. It's always good to beat the Cardinals. It don't get better than beating the Cardinals. Really doesn't. Yeah. Um, wireless Grapes again. Olderman scared him at the beginning of the year. Right now he's electric. He, electric's a great term for him. He is electric right now. And just for the record, we are giving Cabrian Hayes the player of the game, of course, just in Bucko Mike's honor. So that about wraps me up here tonight. I think I've talked to you guys enough. I don't think you want to hear me speak anymore. I'm pretty boring. We'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Tomorrow night or tomorrow night, good Lord. Tomorrow afternoon, we will be in Pittsburgh for the North Shore 9 live podcast. We will be tailgating. Um, Lot 2, I think. I think Lot 2. I don't know. Check the flyer. I can't quite remember. I'll be there. Uh, You probably don't want to talk to me. I'm pretty boring in person, too. But we'll go ahead and get out of here. Parts win it seven five, half game out of first place behind the Brewers. See if they can get take two or three or take a, take at least a series tomorrow. Luis Ortiz on the mound for the Buckos, um, and we'll also see if we can be in person tomorrow possibly for Andrew McCutcheon's two thousandth hit three away. That's a possibility tomorrow. Also, a Neil Cruz bobblehead night. A lot going on tomorrow. Anyhow. I'll go ahead and get out of here. I'll stop talking. As Ryan would say, here's Jim's stupid face to tell you about some stuff. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you and let's go bucks.